big rocks and all that sort of thing. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the latest edition of the world-beating uh, Mick Wall podcast. Featuring John Hotton. Featuring my very, very dear and old friend. I don't know if you noticed I'd amended my invoices. So, so, <laughs> oh, oh, you get yeah, paid, do yeah. you? That's not, I'm glad one of us gets paid. So the full title of the show. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, go on, go on. What's the full the title? The Wall podcast featuring John. Oh, Martin. right. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. That's, Damien that's just signed it off. He didn't even look at it. <laughs> I'd check that out with him because he should have queried that. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Yeah. Trust oh, me. I will. You'll, you'll be under scrutiny this week. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start by saying that I'm going to introduce the theme of the show by saying this. Um, back in 1974, yeah. a group called Thin Lizzy, who just the year before had had their biggest hit of their career, Whiskey in the Jar. Whiskey Ooh, in the Jar. Dumb -a -dee, dumb -a -dum. Just to give you a bit of background Wake on that. What does he say? What does he say? Whack. No, that's James Hetfield said whack. What does he? What does Phil say? Wake, but it's an Irish Wake. accent. Oh right, wake. Wake, wake for my daddy. Oh, the song is oh, wake. wake. Oh, well, like, wake like a, for my oh, daddy. Oh right, I, I'm with you. Okay, not a whack. That's no, fucking James Hetfield. Wake for my daddy. Anyway, you've kind of interrupted me. <laughs> so um. That was the biggest selling single they ever had, more than the boys are back in town yeah. or anything. Yeah. But one year, and they'd done three albums with that lineup. Uh, and one year later, the band broke up. There was just Phil Lynott left. Yeah. Now, eventually, he got the drummer back, Brian Downey. But um, he also got two new guitarists. And within two years of that, they had the boys are back in town, and suddenly we've got what is now known as the classic era or lineup, rather classic lineup yeah. of Thin Lizzy: Scott yeah. Gorham, Brian Robertson, Brian Downey, Phil Lynott. Cut to the early two thousands. Yes, there's another band who've done three albums, but had considerably more success than Thin Lizzy. But again, the singer was left on his own and he brought in a whole bunch of other people. He couldn't even retain the drummer. He brought in a whole bunch of other people and and still retained the name of the band Guns N' Roses. Oh, yes, yes. Now, I don't think anybody could describe that era of Guns... I'm even doing inverted commas, mm. as I say, Guns N' Roses, as the classic lineup. So what's the diff between Thin Lizzy having done three albums and had the biggest single of their career that they would ever have uh, and coming back with essentially a different band um, and Axl Rose trying to do the same thing? And so the question of this, the, the dynamic 
that we are pivoting on yes is when is a band not the when is the band not the band when does it stop being the well, band? does it does it stop being is the band itself the concept you know this gene simmons idea that kiss will continue after all of the current members have shuffled off this mortal coil because the the concept is what exists I think in, that's in, fanciful. In thinking. the way of a musical, you know, if you that will be. Oh, uh, what's that? <laughs> oh, what's that? Oh no! Oh no! That's what we call a technical error. Te- yeah, I, it sounded like a phone. It didn't did. It? <laughs> it but did sound a bit I like can that. assure you. I can assure you right now that that wasn't a phone. It was just a reminder. It was just a, 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 an alert. I think yeah. that was a, that was a, actually that was, a, was Axel. Look. Um, Whenever we mention his name, he called. Cool, yeah. He's got nothing, nothing else to do. Well, he's, well, he's not shopping at Sports Direct yeah. and buying new hats. Yeah. What else does or he do? Yeah. Um, where were no, we? No, we were saying like so. So essentially, it's a bit like a musical, isn't it? It's like it doesn't matter who plays the music. Well, in you're, Kiss, what you're going to see is the musical. See, Kiss is a really good example. Thank you. Um, but I don't think it will work because. The reason it's a great example is, of course, the makeup and the costumes. If your friend Doc McGee thinks it's going to work, <laughs> well, if anybody can make it yeah. work, Doc can. <laughs> yeah. um, but actually, I'm not sure he's a hundred percent convinced right, yeah, either. Yeah. I think it's more a case of oh, absolutely, I... Gene. Absolutely, Gene. You're mm. right, Gene. It's not going to happen. But you are right, Gene. Yeah. But they already did it. They already did some gigs, didn't they, years ago, when they put someone else in for the drummer and no one knew. So I'll just put that makeup on, mate. No one will know. Well, no, they that's didn't true. Know. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I bet, I bet you couldn't even name their drummer now, no, could you? I couldn't. Uh, usually, generally, someone called Eric, <laughs> but, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> and the guitarist, you know, I don't know who the guitarist is, unless it's Bruce Kulick again. No, no, he's long gone. Now. Is he long gone? Who is it now then? Tommy Thayer. Who? Come on, man. Everybody Tommy knows Thayer. Tommy. The double T. The TT. TT. Has he got his own makeup or does he have to wear Ace's makeup? Uh, I can answer that, but I'm going to put that on the back. I'm going to park that one for a moment. Okay, okay. But then because... Not because I don't know. I suppose because what I'm saying is another reason why it won't work with Kiss is that the, the people in the band are one step removed from the actual people that portray them. So... They wear makeup. They, you know, they are they're essentially characters. Yes, but very well defined characters. I mean, I saw well Kiss. so well defined. We can't remember who two of them are. Well, that well that's interesting. But as long as Gene and Paul are there, yeah. it doesn't matter. Who I think the I think the way Gene looks at it is as long as Gene is there. Yeah, or I'm any sure Paul is the same. Or any representative Gene who's signed a contract with Gene to go on stage <laughs> as Gene. <and laughs> Well, they've made such a huge, huge business out of being a franchise. I get mm. it. What I'm saying is, is there's a difference between buying a Kiss coffee or a Kiss pinball yeah, machine yeah, and is, going to see Kiss yeah, with no members of Kiss the, in yeah, it. There is to you because you're attached to the original lineup of Kiss. You remember the original lineup of Kiss. To people who coming along now and just think it's this fun thing, this fun show. It's a bit like non-rock band Queen, isn't it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, be, yeah, I disagree. People couldn't go and see Queen, so they went and saw the We Will Rock You. It didn't make any difference. ABBA, they went and saw Mamma Mia. It didn't make any difference. It's not ABBA. They still I enjoyed think it. If 
the day you get two people up there essentially because because the thing is when you get Tommy Thayer or you get a different drummer or whoever it is um, people accept that as long as Gene and Paul are there and they make allowances uh, and Tommy isn't dressed as Ace he's not pretending to be Ace um, no one's pretending to be Peter Chris. But if you had two guys come in and put on, and this is what they're talking about, putting on Gene's makeup, yeah. putting on... So they become the God of Thunder or the or the star yeah, child. Yeah, yeah but... Yeah, in but, character. But in character. Yeah. So that would be consciously imitating yeah. the guy that came before. So what I'm saying to you is there's a disconnect there between, uh, okay, we've got a new guitarist, he's going to wear all the gear as well, and a new drum, he's going to wear all the gear... We don't have Gene and Paul, but we've got these two guys you don't know. Yeah. And they're going to pretend to be Gene and Paul, and you're going no, to no, enjoy no, it. No, you see, that, this is where you're... They're not pretending to be Gene and Paul. They're pretending to be the star child and the god of thunder. <laughs> there's a... There's a, there's a, there's a but Gene Kiss and Paul have very distinct a, onstage personalities. Oh, come on. I, no, I'm, they really I'm do. I'm telling you. I'm telling I you. Really I really do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> No, I'm telling you. <laughs> if you, you know, let, let's be honest. If you saw a Kiss show, you'd be briefly glimpsing the first couple of numbers. They could, <laughs> they, could they could, they could sneak a fake Gene past you. No, they couldn't. Maybe not a fake. Paul, no, no. I saw, Gene. I saw the whole of the show three times. Only, on yeah, the only because you were trapped on a cruise. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. In the and actuality, actually, I heard they locked your room. <laughs> <laughs> I had Mick, to climb down yeah, the rope ladder Mick, to walk, a dinghy. Yeah, Mick's rooms locked between six thirty and ten thirty, just to make sure he does see the show. <laughs> now, I see. Well, we'll have to disagree on this one. I, I, I just don't see it because Paul Stanley is amazing on stage, and Gene has that kind of plodding, Walking Dead sort of persona with the long you're, tongue. You're saying it in a in a world of six billion human beings, yeah. no one else can do. Yes, that's okay. what I'm saying. Right. Okay, well, clearly we're not going to agree on that, but let's go to another one, okay? Why did it work for Black Sabbath? They fire Ozzy, which would seemed unthinkable mm. you know, at the time, but they fire Ozzy. They bring in Ronnie James Dio, a completely different singer, completely different persona. Um, and okay, they do the Heaven and Hell album. That's great. But within less than six months of that album coming out Bill Ward is now out of the band they've got Vinnie Apici in yeah. Ozzy used to call the band at that point Tony I uh, 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 oh yeah used to call the band Giza Butler and the Three Italians because there was Tony Iommi Vinnie Apici and Ronnie D yeah. <laughs> um, but that worked okay yeah. that works if they'd stayed together I think they just would have carried on being enormous but they didn't stay together. And whether it was Glenn Hughes or Tony the Cat, the Cat yeah. Martin, yeah. it didn't work. Or David Donato. Absolutely. Or who else did they have? Ray Gillen. Ray Gillen. Who had a great voice. Ian Gillen. Ian Gillen. <laughs> okay. Now that's a. Re Let's stick to that one then because <clears throat> that was straight after Dio. So yeah. they've. They've come back without Ozzy, unthinkable. But actually, the unthinkable becomes... There's a whole generation, probably your generation, for them, Heaven and Hell is... Oh, Heaven and Hell is... I mean, you even, you even see it now held up as 
uh, sometimes as the classic as the Sabbath album. Classic yeah. Sabbath album. Yeah. Um, uh, that's what they achieve. Absolute miracle. By the time they do Mob Rules, Vinny's in the band. You yeah. know, there's nobody worrying where Bill is or Ozzy is. The well, very next you, album. So could I say, do you, do you think it helped that Ozzy by that time was also a huge star? So it kind of helped. No one's kind of worrying about, oh, Ozzy got the wrong end. No, you know, no, I don't. The because end of the stick. He- Heaven and Hell came out way before the first Ozzy solo album. Did it see how my chronology is all over the place? Yeah, though? no, way, way before. In fact, I met Ozzy in the summer of 1980 when I was doing PR for Sabbath and the Heaven and Hell album. And Phil Liner had a stag party because he was getting married. And I was there because we had a thin Rizzy connection at the company. And Ozzy was at that. And he was completely blasted out of his mind. And he was walking. This is sort of pre. Phil Phil Liner (laughs) stag party. I just can't imagine. I just thought that would have been. And he was doing that thing where he sort of looks past you. He's not really. He's sort of looking at you nominally, but he's actually just looking past you. And he was like. $90,000 $90,000 I was given in town to fuck off. That's very, very good to meet you. I'm Nick. $90,000 and tell to fuck off. So no, the yeah. Heaven and Hell and came out thinking, way before that. I get 100 quid a week, mate. I'm not feeling that sorry for you. Um, so no, I, I. so no, the answer is no, I don't. Um, yeah, yeah. And in fact, by Mob Rules comes out. I think Diary of a Madman had only just come out. Oh, had it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. But one album later, so they've done Heaven and Hell, done Mob Rules, Live Evil, a great live yeah. album, and then the very next Sabbath album, Born Again. They've got another new vocalist that was famous in another group with Richie Blackmore. This is Ian Gillen, and they've now got the drummer from ELO, Bev Bevan. <laughs> wasn't that was a bit of a last minute thing, wasn't it? <laughs> Well, so was Vinnie yeah. and Peachy. I mean, yeah. Vinnie and Peachy came in halfway through yeah. the Heaven and yeah. Hell tour. Yeah. Because Bill, you know, I'm going to So, so why did it work well, with see, Dio and didn't work like, with Gillen? Well, yeah. Were they still Sabbath when well, Gillen was in the band? I think, I think the consensus would be that as long as Tony's there, and I think this relates to whose band it actually is. Mm. You know, if yeah, Tony's I think this is dodgy there, ground. it is sort of. Is, I mean, dodgy I know ground. people do do look on that era of Sabbath as a kind of humorous eye, and it was quite funny. It was like a revolving door. They did stupid things and stupid albums, and but they lost but, complete credibility. Well, uh, they didn't lose complete credibility because they've got credibility. If they'd lost cre- complete credibility, they wouldn't still be going, would they? The only reason they're still going is because they got credibility back with Ozzy yeah. Osbourne. Yeah, and then with Ronnie as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the you know the, the the world turns, doesn't it? You know people. Well, of course. I mean, and in rock music, particularly in the late sixties, early seventies, the idea of I was in this band, now I'm teaming up with this guy in this band, it was normal. You know, the but, no talk, but I mean, okay. But talking of Ronnie, you, you know, you're Ronnie Dio. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're you're his sort of ghostly collaborator, aren't you? So, answer me this: <laughs> the hologram. Oh, yeah. Is that not just a a representation of the past? Well, when the person's dead, yeah, I which, think that there's a certain amount of leverage because what's the alternative? Well, the alternative is the last in line. Yeah, and that just becomes a tribute band, doesn't yeah. it? No one thinks well, that's Dio. It's sort of a tribute band, and it's sort of a... Because it's got people from Dio in it, it just hasn't got 
Ronnie Dio. So if you had black, <laughs> see if you had Black Sabbath, well, it goes back to my point. If you had Black Sabbath, the Sabbath sound. I mean, yes, it's Tony and Geezer, but essentially it's Tony, right? If you didn't have Tony Iommi, you wouldn't have Black Sabbath. I mean, and uh, you know, you but listen, at what point you listen, does you it listen, stop because being you listen Black to Sabbath. any of Ozzy's stuff without Tony and any of Ronnie's stuff without Tony, it doesn't sound like Black Sabbath. No. And it, because the guitar is such an integral part of what Sabbath is, I mean, it's detuned. He's got the the caps on his fingers. It's just it's so all right of but, him, but that it can't be replaced. So whoever he's got in the band, it's Black Sabbath. Equally, yeah, because that's what happened, isn't it? When he did what was going to be the solo album, which was Seventh Star, and it was going to have lots of different singers, it ended up just having Glenn Hughes, didn't it? Mm. But that was going to be a Tony Iommi solo record. Yeah, but. It wasn't. It though, wasn't. Was it? No, because was it Don Arden came along and said you'll sell ten times more. It, well, seven. he said you add a zero yeah, to the exactly, check. which is true. But what that didn't take into account was essentially it sounded like Black Sabbath because it's Tony. It's not as if Tony suddenly went off and it's and it sounded like you know his previous right. band. O- okay, Jethro, okay, I mean, even okay, if you ever hear okay. the, bit, the the concert that Tony Iommi plays with Jethro Tull, which I think is lurking around on the internet I just somewhere. saw it the other night yeah. on the telly the, the Rolling Jethro Stones T- Rock and Roll yeah. Circus Jethro Tull sound a bit like Black Sabbath because Iommi's yeah. sound is so unique yeah, I'm not no. sure about that okay but what about those of us that bought the Aussie records or the Dio records yeah. and now in, in 89 or something it's Tony Martin on vocals Neil Murray on bass Cozy yeah. Powell on you, drums you make is that Black yeah. Sabbath? you make your choice don't you I remember, I remember as a fan I would go no I don't want to see that so I wouldn't buy a ticket but right, let me ask you another question I wasn't, I wasn't outraged that they're still out let me there. ask you another question Led Zeppelin after their O2 concert in 2007 yeah the, the plan was absolutely that they would reform and do ginormous shows around the world um, now John Bonham, the drummer, he's dead. So and they've got his son in playing yeah. the drums. I mean, that's about genetically. That's about as good as you can. That's do. as good as. I mean, that's that's yeah. essentially that's Led Zeppelin. Yeah. But Plant decides after the show he can't be doing with any of it. Meanwhile, Jimmy, who is Miss Havisham, just waiting for the wedding to begin, you know, is is he's priapic. You know, he's got mm. blue balls. What do you mean you're not going to do it? Well, I'm just going to do it anyway. And they brought in Stephen Tyler. Right, did they? Yeah. Now, not the what if Led, Ze- Led Zeppelin, and they would have been Led Zeppelin. Well, this is, this, yeah, this so, is... So, but hang on, no, 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 let me make the point. You said, I owe me with uh, Tony Martin, Cozy Powell, Neil Murray, that's Black Sabbath. Let me finish my point. Say Jimmy had gone, well, do you know what? I'm sick of these guys. I'll get Cozy on drums, Neil Murray on bass, mm. yeah, and I'll get Tony Martin yeah. to sing. See, Would that be Led Zeppelin? You see, that's why Would it, that be Led you Zeppelin? You see, that's why it's interesting, isn't it? Um, because it's like, what component of the original do you need for it to be a convincing enough to carry on? Now, I don't I, think I, it's just see, musical. No, I don't think it is, because... I think Jimmy himself accepted that because as soon as he worked with another singer, with Paul Rogers, was that the first singer he worked with after Led Zeppelin? Uh, in the firm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He called it something else. He didn't call it Led Zeppelin. I mean, there could be, you know, contractual reasons. Yeah, but business he was reasons. going to call this Led Zeppelin with Stephen Tyler. Right, right, yeah. And when Stephen Tyler, who had suggested to Jimmy 
that maybe they should bring in. Is it who's the guy who co-writes with Eris? Uh, um, is it Marty Marty Fried Fried King or whatever his fucking name is? Uh, he co-wrote all the a lot of the hits. You know, right. he's one of those Not guys. Big hit, Diane Warren. That's a big hit. No, he honestly, yeah, he, no, he's one of these guys like, yeah. like Diane Warren or Desmond yeah. Child. He yeah. writes hit generic hits for loads of. Yeah. Steve, what I heard was Stephen Tyler suggested they fly Marty in to help him come up with some songs. Yeah. And apparently that was the night Jimmy rang, yeah. whoever he rang, and said, get him out. It's not and he was on the plane home the next day. Yeah. But then, then, they brought in Miles Kennedy. Yeah. See, this so is, would that be Led Zeppelin? Yeah, I know, that's really By your criteria, it, yeah. that yeah. would be well, Led no, Zeppelin. because you can't apply the same rules to every band. That's what I'm saying. It depends on oh. the what the oh, what can't. the component is what the essential mm. component is now could plant the, the 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 reverse of your question is could plant put a band together and call it, and led, call zeppelin. it led zeppelin no nah. no you couldn't so it so by that measure you would say what led zeppelin is is page and plant page and plant could put together a band with well they did know, uh, they put together page and yeah, plant yeah and they ended up doing madison square garden yeah. And the first yeah. tour was all the Egyptian blah de blah de blah. Second tour, they went fuck it, yeah. and they just did loads but, of Zeppelin But, but if, to, if today they said we're going to put that back together, and because of you know the the ticket sales situation, we're going to call it Led Zeppelin, no one would mind that it was Neil Murray on bass, and you know uh, I'd love to see that. Oh, it would be great. I'd love yeah, to Neil, see Neil that. Would be great. And who would be great on drums? You know, I mean, this go, this go, no, this goes to my great my great concept for a tv show finding a celebrity <laughs> to fulfill that role do you remember that when i came to that no go on i can refresh you my did note. it on the podcast it was like you fight you run a tv talent contest to get a new bass player for a band but they have to be a celebrity so it was sort of like bradley walsh would oh. become the bass player in status quo <laughs> good so, call. yeah so you would run a tv no no so say they got a, like a really kind of well-regarded session drummer you know tony thompson or someone like that Ringo Starr. Fucking Ringo Starr. What's wrong with Ringo Starr? No, because he's too... Well, first of all, the credit, I'm saying he's too <laughs> famous. I'm disregarding his drums. Oh, so they got oh, they got like a musicianly... Someone that everyone in the business goes, no, that guy, you know, he's, good he's drummer. the drummer. He's, he's the, the guy, drummer. you know, he can drum anything. Yeah, guy. he can drum. And we've, we've established on previous podcasts, anyone can drum. But let's let's, <laughs> let's say this guy's a really good... Well, say it's that. Jason. They've got Jason. No, 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 no. My point is they let let's say they, right. let's say they don't have Jason. Let's they, say they've got they Bill have, Ward. They have two people. Bill Ward. They have two people who have no connection to Led Zeppelin. Bill Ward. Okay, Bill Ward. Because he was friends with Bonzo. Yeah. Okay, we'll say. Well, no, no, no. You're missing the fucking point. <laughs> Deliberately, you're being obtuse. Roger Taylor. Like, it's <laughs> fuck off. He's well known. Yeah, he's it's, a good drummer. It's a non-famous. Oh, hey, they, they can't be famous. Dr- well, no, they can be well known in the business. So, so look. Bear with me. So it's 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 Robert Plant, Nico McBrain. It's Jimmy Page. It's Neil Murray and Nico and it, McBrain. And, and it okay, Nico McBrain because he'd mean nothing to most to the audience that Zeppelin wanted to appeal to. Say it's him, or say it's the guy in Journey. You know, it's someone like that. Steve Smith. Steve Smith. Um, or Ainsley Dunbar. Ainsley Dunbar. Say it's someone. <laughs> let's just stop naming drummers now. Say it's someone like that. People would accept that that was Led Zeppelin. People would accept it now. They go, well, John's, uh, you know, um, yeah. John Bonham's dead. Well, Queen John, do it. John Paul James do, doesn't want to, you know, he's done a Guns and Roses. What's the guy in Queen? What's the bloke in Queen? John Paul James has done a John Deacon. He doesn't. He's opened a news agent. He doesn't want. Doesn't want a to popular go, wine yeah, bar. Yeah, doesn't want to go on tour. You know, so they've got these two other guys. People would accept that in the same way that 
they've always accepted Ione like the as who. Sabbath. Like the Who, you. just Big Nose and Roger. Yeah. Yeah. Mind well, you, the, the other stones, two are the dead. So what are they gonna, the other the two stones are dead. Is so just, the Stones is just me. The Mick Eagle, and Keith. The Eagles, are just, the Eagles have got the son of Glenn Fry now. Yeah, they? yeah. yeah. So, and and uh, they've got the guy from Crowded House. But people are <laughs> still the Eagles, you know. No, isn't he in the Fleetwood Mac, Neil Finn? I thought he was in the Eagles was as well. Was he? I thought it was as well. No, God I'm sure bless you. He was. God bless okay. you, Governor. Well, God bless you. No, no, he replaced Lindsay Buckingham. There you go. He's in Fleetwood Mac. You know, it's sort of... And people don't care. People don't care. They don't fucking Especially care. Especially in America, they think they want to go and see Fleetwood Mac. They don't want to go and see Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. All right, but... Even though it would be Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. But what if Robert got a band together with um, uh, Neil Murray on bass, yeah. uh, Nico McBrain see, on if, drums... If, if no, hang on, let me if, finish. If, let can me I just finish. say, if this universe exists, Neil Murray would love it. It would be, <laughs> be his ideal life. I love it how he's a... He's our go-to, he's our go-to bass guy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So there's, there's a, a huge truck pulling up, up the into the studio window. Yeah, Is we, he going to stop? I think he's just going to crush that white car. Yeah, my car. Let us just in the actuality. Now, if there's just been a slight pause in the podcast, it's because... The um, space-time continuum. In the space-time continuum. Was interrupted. Uh, John had to leave momentarily to move his car because outside the window there is a huge... Um, a super set- tanker. Uh, with written on the side of it, septic tank. Oh, I empty. haven't seen it said that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So on many levels, yeah. we're talking shit here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can yeah. I also just say in the that, in the? It's not Dave Brock, is it? Uh, driving it. <laughs> <laughs> septic tanks around the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Now John expressed concern during our our unscheduled pause that that you. Yeah, you know, so, so you were just being deliberately argumentative. <laughs> Moi? <laughs> Moi? Because you're never. No. You're not one to hold a view. No. That so could be contrary to popular because, opinion. You know, so, you, you're, I mean, your basic argument is no band can replace anyone and still no, be the band. No, no, no. Um, the thing is... So what it, is it then? What is it then? What well, I don't think there is a definitive argument. And this is why I'm interested, because um, 
about 20 years ago oh, yeah. when Radio 6 in Music the, in the started. In very recent past. They they had, uh, our, our lovely assistant is here now with the, uh, ah, the refreshments. Ah, Linda. Say hello, darling. Hi. Yeah, just say hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, uh, I, I, very, I, once a week, I would appear on the lunchtime show with Liz Kershaw, right? Oh, and Liz I remember, Kershaw. I remember her saying, that's not the exact accent, is it? She's a no, northerner. Yeah, she's like Liz Kershaw. Well, no, Andy Kershaw. <laughs> What's that? What? He's good. Andy Kershaw. Yeah, okay. He did. He did. Um, Liz Kershaw used to do. You remember on Kerrang when we used to do those phone, phone lines? lines? Yeah. She used to run the studio. She did. Yeah, she yeah, did. She, she got great. her big break on Kerrang yeah, running was, phone lines. Yeah, she was great. This is before she became the breakfast and presenter yeah, on Radio she used One. To do, before us, used to be um, Mystic Meg in the morning. <laughs> they, they had the. Studio. It used to be Mystic Meg, who did the sun star signs. And she was such a tiny person, Mystic Meg. You know those heavy studio doors? You know, oh, studio, yeah, she couldn't vacuum. open them. She couldn't open the studio door. I mean, because you, you used to have to really yank them to shift them. Yeah. I wonder if she knew that was going to happen. Well, yes, people always used to say, yeah. Uh, Kelvin McKenzie was supposed to have written the, you know, fired the astrologer, wasn't he? As you will already be aware. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So there I am on Liz's show, and uh, she's talking about guns. It must have been 2002 or something. Guns N' Roses are coming over to do Reading Festival, something like that. And I'm saying, well, it's not really Guns N' Roses. It's Axl Rose and Odin Ken. Oh, I see. This is where the scarring began. (laughs) And she said... Oh, I but it don't matter really, do it? What? <laughs> that's another. Jesus. That could be Liz in what the room that? with us right now. Is she what here? I feel she's here. No, she My said. Let me give her that. that? I have another go. She said. I wait. She said. Um, Aye, but as long as Axel's in it, it, it don't really matter, do it? You know. And I said. Now listen, I said, well, let me put it to you like this, Liz. If Paul McCartney got together tomorrow with a bunch of people you'd never heard of and called it the Beatles, would it be the Beatles? And she was so pissed off at me, she never invited me back. She'd be called Wings. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I remember that. Only the band the Beatles could have been, as Alan Partridge put it. (laughs) (laughs) so no, I just the whole no, thing but, the whole no, thing but, is arbitrary. It is it's arbitrary. But if you had, arguably, arguably, if you had Paul McCartney and what's the other one called, John Lennon, if you had Paul one McCartney of them's dead, you yeah, see. but no, but if he were alive, if you had Paul McCartney and John Lennon and two Kens, you'd be all right. You could call it the Beatles. Yeah, but he's not alive. And no, no, no. In the same way. Oh. No, but no, no. Hang on, hang on. The Who, four people, two of them dead. Yeah, but it so doesn't matter. The right two are dead in the Who. <laughs> you, the, the, you've got, but you've got Pete and Roger, so and, the, and two Kens. It doesn't matter. So um, I think Queen kind of cheated there because I think really the bass player, usually, mind you, drum. No, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you're right. Queen, Queen also acknowledge. They also overtly acknowledge that Freddie is not there, don't they? They get. They call it Queen featuring Paul Rogers or Queen featuring yeah. Adam Lambert. They do. What, I mean, yeah, I know you, Queen featuring Paul Rogers worked. They do acknowledge it. That Queen featuring Paul Rogers worked because Paul Rogers has this huge catalogue himself. Queen featuring Adam Lambert. What's his name? Adam Lambert won the won the yeah 
I would be playing that down. Stars in their eyes, yeah. or whatever it was. C- Queen featuring X Factor winner, or whatever yeah. the fuck it was. Yeah, yeah but it, but they don't just try and say Queen. They don't. That's what they don't do. I think people mentally cut out the featuring Adam. Yeah, of course they, they don't do, go there to see Adam. They, no, they They're going to see Queen. They're going to see no, Adam no, doing a Freddie impersonation. What, yeah, but what I'm saying is, Queen themselves are acknowledging that it it, it isn't Queen. So, under that logic. Could Jimmy Page form a band with John Paul Jones yeah. and Jason? Yeah. And for argument's sake, Adam Lambert. Yeah. And say Led Zeppelin yeah. featuring Adam Lambert. See, I'm going to shock you now and say yes. <sighs> I think he could. Or Led Zeppelin featuring Steven Tyler. He could. He could. If, if he had the other components. Because you would then say, well, actually, that is the basis of Led Zeppelin, wouldn't you? And he's acknowledging that it's not Robert Plant. Because half the time, you get these... Uh, yeah, with Journey, for example. Yeah. I, I would be... Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I would, that's I would a really good... Yeah, you know, I would say to you, half the people that go and see that don't know it's not Steve Perry. They just think it's, they don't fucking care. What do you mean it's not Steve Perry? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> they don't care. You know, it's Journey. They're going to see Journey. That's yeah, true. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, it's not Steve Perry, but he sounds exactly like Steve Perry, and he looks exactly like Steve Perry. And they played the twelve, the big. I don't 12 think he ones. looks like Steve. Well, he look, Perry. He's got okay. What? You're, at, you're at the back. What? Of, you're at the back of the fucking Enormo Dome, and there's a bloke with <laughs> straight black hair and a and a, a you know a, a what is it jacket that Perry you know the ring circus master's jacket the ringmaster's jacket on yeah okay yeah it's not Steve Perry but it could be you know Ooh, interesting you're at the back logic. you're at the back of the Enormo Dome in, with your binoculars do you know is that Steve Perry or you, all right here, let me let me throw a curveball in here because you brought Journey up um, when I was working on a project with Neil Sean three years ago that did not come to fruition, fruition. no <laughs> Um, because we both had nervous exhaustion. <laughs> um, he told me that there had been moves uh, being made that he thwarted. Um, he might have even said he'd been threatened with this at one point, but to bring in his son to replace him right. in Journey, because yeah. apparently his son's a very good guitarist. Yeah. Um, what, would that still be Journey? Well, you know, would it? Would Journey without Neil? I mean, is Neil Sean? I mean, I know, you know, he's been in the band the longest. Mm. But Journey are one of those bands. I think Journey's an interesting one because they are one of those bands that are sort of an entity, you know, particularly because Don't Stop Believing has become that sort of jukebox type hit, which other people can sing and, it, you know, doesn't affect the the song particularly. If you see what I mean, you know, do, do, you, do you think also with Journey because they don't have that strong image? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that I mean, Zeppelin Perry, or, Perry, I suppose um, you know was recognisable in that he wore the Ringmaster's jacket. But, there's the, but that was it. Yeah, they, Journey. They're very much one of those you know, like Foreigner, like yeah. Boston, like yeah. you know, they, so they're, interchangeable, they're faceless in terms of in image. A way. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, were kind of anti-image. Like they didn't put photographs of themselves on the album covers. They all had logos or whatever. You know, it was that sort of thing. Mm. Okay, so, um, and there are lots of examples. The journey could carry on forever. You know, if you got Sean's son and you had Arnell, the great oh, Arnell. Oh, so you think they know. could be a kiss? Well, they could, because who else is in Journey? I mean, apart from, you know, Jonathan Cain, is he in it still? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. What, with the mad woman following yeah. him? No, it's very much his group, from what I hear. Um, 
the camps are Kane, Smith and Valerie right. versus Neil Sean. Right. And Arnell's just whatever. Yeah, just you know. along for the ride. Cool. Along yeah. for the check. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although he's great on stage, Arnell. If it wasn't for him, you'd be looking at a bunch of statues. Yeah. But, but the yeah. show I saw in Los Angeles in 2018 was absolutely a jukebox show. And it was absolutely what people wanted. Yeah. So I think you've got a good point. But... So then, were, were Guns N' Roses, Guns N' Roses... Yeah, but then you wouldn't... Just well, I suppose the thing you would say about Journey is you right. would never expect them to go, oh, well, here's one from our first album. <laughs> <laughs> it just wouldn't happen. They've not got that... More's sort of, the pity. They've not got that, that, sort of shown that history. instrumental Whereas prowess. If you, if you went to see, again, to go back to Led Zeppelin, if you went to see Led Zeppelin, you would want to hear something from every record, wouldn't you? It's not mm. like... You go, well, I just want to hear Stairway to Heaven and mm. I don't care what else mm. they play. You know, yeah. Really, yeah. And then, of course, you get the groups that... Um, so, Iron Maiden with Paul Diano were definitely Iron Maiden. Their first album went straight in the UK charts at number four. The second album, Killers, didn't do so well, but it was still like number 10 or something, number 11. Um, and then they changed singers and go on to have an even bigger career. Yeah. And then, cut to ten years later, they change singers again, yeah. and it's a disaster, yeah. commercially speaking. It's a disaster. What's gone on there? Well, it's partly, I think partly of, cause to do with that is timing, isn't it? Because the, uh, the change to Blaze, it was the gr tail end of grunge and all the rest of it. So Maiden were never going to be massive in that. Era. It was just a time thing, wasn't it? They but, weren't. But are you they saying if Bruce had well, stayed? No, no, they, no, no. They wouldn't have been big either. I don't think. But <sighs> they would. I, I that's think that's a bold statement. I think. It, I don't think it's that bold because I, what would have happened is what di is what did happen Pretty is bold. that they had to wait until they became a nostalgia act, and now that's what they are, and they go around selling out, and that's fair enough, isn't it? So you think they're a nostalgia act? Well, of course they are. They're not. You know, why do people? Yeah, okay, what are the words? You go and see Iron Maiden, right, and you're, you're, they've locked your room, like Kiss did. <laughs> so you've got to see the whole gig. Oh, yeah, right? I'm there. When I'm Bruce there. Dickinson goes, and now here's one from our new album. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, stampede for the toilet. Exactly, for the bar or whatever. Yeah, it's not it. It's like when Bruce Dickinson goes, did, did, did. Did 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 white man came. Yeah, you're you're in there for that, you know. <laughs> albeit with the slightly, racist, white men the slightly racist overtones of that song. Oh, how yeah. do the do, is there anything about red skins in there or it, red man or? Yeah, I think there is. Is there? Go on, go on, well, go no, on. Let's think about it. Hang on. White man came across the sea. They brought us pain and misery. They killed a tribe. They killed a creed. Oh, will we ever be set free? And then here comes Nico. I think it was Clive, um, Clive, Clive Burr. Burr. Yeah. Running through dust clouds and barren wastes, galloping on. There follows a whole load of Western... You know the lyric? I don't know the lyric. A whole can, can, load of Western Anything cliches. about Indians? The only, good in, the only good Indians are tame or something like that, isn't it? What about Braves? Anything about the Braves? The only good Indians are brave, maybe. Something like that. What about squaws? Anything about squaws? I don't know. You have to look it what up. What about um, scalping? Anything about scalping in there? I don't know. There? There's definitely a lot of... Because I think 
you know, the, the notion... Should of they the, be cancelled, John? Notion, is that what you're saying? No, they no, should I'm, be definitely, can- I'm definitely you're not saying... saying no, so what you're I'm saying, saying, John, I'm is saying like much be- of, I'm saying like much of Iron Maiden's catalogue, the research seems to have come from films. <laughs> <laughs> what about Mother Russia? Oh, Dance of the Tsars. That's one of mine and Paul Elliott's Dance favorites. of the Tsars. Yeah, Mother Russia, Dance of the Tsars. <laughs> It's almost as good as Run Silent, Run Deep, which is has the the primo maiden lyric, the cunning fox in the chicken's lair. As if chickens had a lair. What do you mean is uh, cunning fox in the chicken's lair? Cunning fox in the chicken's lair. Dun, That's dun, how it goes. I've heard that dun, loads dun, of times. That's from Paul Elliott's infamous CD game. It was called The Worst of Iron Maiden. <laughs> And it's brilliant. I always said Smallwood should put that out because it was fucking genius. They should. Do, th- these bands are yeah. missing a trick. They are. They Every are. single and, one and of them could what? put yeah, out actually, a worse song, actually, couldn't they? Yeah, actually, the worst one made was actually good. Yeah, you know, it had like it had well, run silent. Run, it had run let's silent. Run deep. Nuts here. It had run silent. Run deep. It had Mother Russia. It had like several of those. Did it have? Alexander the Great. I can't if it had that. But anyway, look, run to the hills. Running through dust clouds and barren wastes, galloping hard on the plains, chasing the redskins back to their holes. Redskins. Back to back their to, holes. Back to their holes. Ooh. Fighting them at their own game. Murder for freedom, the stab in the back. Women and children and cowards attack. Run to the hills. Soldier blue in the barren wastes, hunting and killings a game, raping the women and wasting the men, the only good Indians are tame, selling them whiskey and taking their gold, enslaving the young and destroying the old. It's hard to know what side of line that falls. It's just he sings it so fast. Especially when they play it live. Yeah, because it goes even faster. Yeah, because Steve Harris. Wants to go home he, by that point. He just likes to go fast. You'd always mm. see him screaming at Nico, speed up, speed yeah. up, you can't, speed up. You know, uh, Bruce, yeah. Bruce told me when, um, must have been Power Slave, Flight of Icarus. Fly, that was on there. Fly on your way like an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> but if you remember, Bruce Dickinson told me when I was working on the book, he said um, uh, he wrote that song specifically so it would get on American radio. Because if you remember, it sort of goes... Um, boom, 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 And he said he'd look... I think it's like a bit of a shuffle or something. And he, he, he'd sort of looked into it. And all the big kind of hits by rock bands on American radio at that time were that sort of place. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, and then when I came to play it live, Steve would be screaming at Nico. So it became... Like that, which is pretty much every Maiden song live. It pretty much is, yeah. Yeah. theme tune to Rhubarb and Custard. All right, so we've figured out why Sabbath with Dio good, Sabbath with Gillen bad, although you maintain, you maintain, I'm not saying the band was good. I'm saying it just what it, it was. People still, well, people still talk about it even to this. Did you see Black Sabbath with Ian Gillan? And that is how they phrase it. Did you see Black Sabbath with Ian Gillan? Okay, cut to like and 92, I did at the Reading Festival ninety two, and um, 
some people at the BBC said to me, I did a local radio rock show every Friday night, and they said to me, all excited, like this would somehow, some sort of connection, you know. They went, oh, we're off to see Black Sabbath tonight. And um, it was the Neil Murray, Cozy yeah. Powell. And I went, no, you're not. Yeah, because you were killjoy. Yeah, buzzkill. Yeah. And yeah. I, re I could see the sadness, yeah. disappointment. Yeah. So I backpedaled quickly. Yeah. I said, that was John's... <laughs> <laughs> but me he said were you to meet my friend John Hodgson he would tell he, you he would tell don't you, go don't go because you ain't going to see wasting Black Sabbath wasting your money yeah, get, your, get your face wasting in. your money oh yeah yeah because it ain't Black Sabbath ain't Black Sabbath they might play Black Sabbath songs it might be played by Tony Iommi but when Black Sabbath did get back with Dio and they couldn't call it Black Sabbath they had to call it Heaven and Hell yeah was it Heaven and Hell or was no, it Black no it was Black Sabbath? Sabbath everyone knew that they knew that. That's why they. That's why they knew they could call it heaven and hell and not make a fuss, because you know, it wasn't worth the aggro. Because mm. everyone still knows it's black. Everyone, they're going to do children of the sea. <laughs> they're going to do heaven and hell. But they're going to do paranoid. And they, yeah, they're probably going to do paranoid. They, Ronnie always did paranoid. He always did paranoid. He always did war pigs. When they had Gillen in the band, they used to smoke on the water. Yeah, as I know, well, they did, yeah. And then after Bev Bevan came in, there was talk of them doing Mr. Blue Sky. Yeah, not, you, you, you use that line every Sun is high in the sky. Let me doing it. But that being the point, whatever he does sounds like Black Sabbath. It's you, you can't avoid it, you know. When he did smoke on the water, it's like like that, you see. Yeah, it was good as well. So if Chris Novoselic and Dave should reform Nirvana. Uh, with a new get, singer, well, yeah. Well, who they? Should, uh, shame, Scott. With Wyland. Ian Gillard. Shame, Scott. Why not still alive? Because he would have <laughs> loved that. There, yeah. um, None of them are. Sadly, yeah. there's only Eddie Vedder, and he'd be no good. No, he wouldn't want to do it. He's too miserable. They should get because Kurt wasn't miserable. No, Kurt. <laughs> well, yeah, he was miserable. But um, I'm trying to think of who they should get if there's a kind of grunge light person they could get. It's almost like who was that little Australian bloke? Um, I can't think of the name of his Crocodile band. Dundee. No. <laughs> Malcolm Young. No. Malcolm Young, no. Ang they could get like Angus Young in there. Or maybe, you know, oh, I'll tell you who they could get. You know, that, do you remember that song when it was a sort of a kind of grungy type hit? It went, so lately I'm wondering I'll go wherever you may go oh. way up high and down. Get that guy. That would be good. Who was that then? I don't know who it was. The Calling. That's who they were called. The Calling. The calling. Just get the bloke from the uh, calling. Or to be honest, any of those Nirvana spun Nirvana featuring the bloke <laughs> from the calling. <laughs> That's who they should get. Who they would they, what they would do is they'd get someone from the Melvins or someone really crap, you know. Or they'd mm. put Dave Grohl singing and playing guitar. Grohl could the do Foo that, Fighters yeah. drummer. Do a Phil would Collins. That be Nirvana? Do a Phil Collins. Would that be Nirvana? <laughs> it's a, yeah, because it's like Phil Collins and Genesis. All of a sudden, here comes the drummer, and he's now the singer. So what? But Dave would do it happy, because he's a happy guy. He'll do a happy version. So do you think he wouldn't sing Rape Me? Oh, they wouldn't do Rape Me. No, they wouldn't do Buzzkill. Really? Even Kurt didn't do Rape Me, did he? No, but that was my favourite. 
for Rape me. Yeah, rape me. Yeah. Rape me. Yeah, like, oh, rape God, me. That is the point. They sort of tilted into self-parody. You know, the chords to rape me are identical to Smells Like Team Spirit. Yeah. Dun, which, dun, which in turn dun, dun, were dun, 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 just dun, dun. the Boston song, weren't they? More than a feeling, weren't they? <laughs> no, no, no. What, Kurt yeah. was pure. Yeah. Kurt was a pure yeah. being. But, but it's interesting. I mean, could you revive a band with... You know that much so-called credibility and that much gravitas. Um, you know that's what Nirvana exists on. Um, Grohl could probably pull it off, I would think. I, 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 I wouldn't. It wouldn't offend me if he said, as a tribute to Kurt, which is what he would say. Mm. As a tribute to Kurt, Kurt would have wanted yeah, it. Kurt would have wanted us to play the whole of what was it called? Never, Never mind. mind. We're not going to bother with rape me or anything. That's a shame. Don't, don't, don't rule it out. Don't rule it out. Bleach. We're not going to do anything off bleach. No, no, there's no need to rule it out completely, no. is it? And, and, and you know, rest assured, we'll do a couple of Foo Fighters songs for the encore. Yeah. And you a know. fucking Elton John classic. Yeah. And the then end. old Trump, Trump Nova Sulik will make a, sell a few of these pamphlets <laughs> outside saying... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Was, was he, he actually out a Trump fl- supporter? He was handing out flyers. Was he handing out MAGA hats, you said? <laughs> Wait, did you, you say that, like, It's like Larry you? David when he's met, you know, to stop people talking <laughs> to him. <laughs> By the way, the latest series of Curb, you yeah. called it. It's great, isn't it? You said it best yet. He's back I, on form. We were watching the latest episode last night, me and Linda, and the tears were coming yeah. down our face. Or the day before. We were st- we were, literally, we were still laughing about it the next day. Yeah. 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 Oh no, he's back on form, Larry. Just so could there be a curb without Larry? No, what I mean? no. But they, you know, again, that's interesting, isn't it? You take it into a different arena. But Seinfeld was essentially Larry David. It was always said that it was his life. Or George, um, the George, George character. George was Larry, is yeah. Larry, yeah. and and obviously Jerry does his bit. But that's essentially what it was. And then you found, yeah, when when Larry did Curb, yeah, yeah, that's. That's what that's, it is, isn't yeah, it? That's yeah, what it that the, yeah. the sort of the nugget of the humour. It's a bit like the nugget of the sound with Tony Iommi. Yeah, that that nugget is what exists and that people like. So, are we saying to to bring this intellectual? It's very intellectual. Intellectual. It's like when people, study. It's like when authors, famous authors, die, and they they said their dying wish was that it could their series <laughs> continued on. My the dying di- wish, the dying was wish of my publisher, was that we find <laughs> someone else to continue this, series. and that they should get a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. Yeah. Oh, so so we're going to do. Is it fair to say then that in this day and age we just don't give a shit if you call it Queen and the bloke with the curly hairs up there? Think, we're I th- happy. I think it's fair to say we have choice and we have agency because we can just choose not to go. You know, if you don't if you don't like mm. Adam Lambert in Queen, yeah. you just don't go and see it. You know, it's it's what not if a it big was, deal. What if it was I Adam and you know, in I, Queen? It's like yeah, but I don't. You know, I I mean, Queen's the wrong example. But if it was a band I was like a, a really huge fan of, and it, their music had meant incredible amounts well, to like me, Rush. like Rush, Meridian, someone like that, right? Well, Meridian did get a new singer. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and I, and I like the that version of Meridian more. I think it's better. What? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Fush. I do. I do. Fush. Although yesterday I did play reel to reel with fish on it. It was both brilliant and terrible. It had some like some of that stuff on Fugazi is awful. No, like, sacrilege. Really, like, um, emerald lies. Oh god, what's wrong with that? It wasn't even a song. Do you remember it was, Jigsaw? Yeah. Oh, oh, 
on the tour, on the, yeah. on the Fugazi tour. By the way, farewell to the septic tank guy. <laughs> ah, he's gone now, is he? Good man. Yeah, he, yeah, kind of a bullshitter. But, um, yeah. uh, on the Fugazi tour, this is tip, this is clearly old school music business would never happen now. But they hadn't finished the album in time. So they set out on the Fugazi tour, and the album's not even out. Yeah. And they've got everything based around the album, and that track, Jigsaw, from Fugazi. <laughs> this Jigsaw puzzle piece would come down, right? What the fuck's going on? And Fish would hold it, like yeah. this, like, like in his arms, like that. Yeah. And it'd be like, there'd be light reflecting off it, and yeah. it'd like reflect it in... This is the big thing. Yeah. Problems, problems. Yeah. How did Jigsaw go? Can you remember? Uh, yeah, I can. can terribly. You? I can remember the opening line. It was, um, we are jigsaw pieces aligned on the perimeter's edge. Oh. <sighs> See, that's deep. That's proper deep. Yeah. And what about Incubus? Do you remember that one? I do. How did that go? Um, well, I, I love this. Playing, that was, you that know was your on, shit. That was on... That was on um, are you fit? You're well. fish in disguise, aren't you? No, I'm Steve Hogarth in disguise. <laughs> um... Uh, Incubus is that's the one that goes you can brush me under the carpet you can hide me under the stairs custodian of your private fears you're leaving up to yes wow wow my my esteem yeah. for you just skyrocketing 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 and of course I am the assassin da, 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 da. see they were just making, making <laughs> up as they went along Jesus yeah. yeah very funny but then they stormed back with misplaced childhood just a classic, you know. Yeah, I did like Fugazi. Honestly, go and play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you remember the hit? The hit got like number twenty-seven. Oh, punch and Judy. Punch, again, punch, punch, even, and Judy. It's astonishing. It's not even a song. It's, it's you play it back and you go. There is no melody or sort of structure to this at all. Imagine if they had. That'd have been huge. If they had one fucking catchy song. Well, they on made album. them do it too quick, didn't they? That was the. Cl- it was one of the classic second albums where it was like you've had an unexpectedly huge hit. They built up all that momentum. I was thinking the other day because my the the friend of mine I was saying he lent me the KK Downing album. He lent uh, it to you. He wants yeah. it back. Oh, he wants it. He says he's ten out of ten. I told you he wants it back. He, he says he back. said he's got a ticket to go and see Marillion at Hammersmith Odeon next week. They're playing there next week. And I said, well, if I can get a ticket, I'll come along. I.e., if someone will give me a ticket. So if anyone in the Meridian office is listening, well, you can get one. Send me a ticket and I'll go. But I was making me think, I remember being at the first night they played the Hammersmith Odeon, which was on the script tour. It was the climax to the script tour. And the script tour weirdly opened in Guildford, and I went to been to that as well. So I knew they opened with God, script you were, for a justice. You were a big we uh, were fan. obsessed. I went and got, we went to Guildford especially early. Guildford so we, Civic Hall. Guildford Civic Hall, so we could get their signatures on the tour program. And, uh, and did you get them? I did, yeah. And I got and Fish. Did also, you get Mick Pointer? Uh, Mick Pointer. Yeah, I must have done. I got them all. And because uh, on the, this is such a ridiculous story. On in the in the tour book. The page for Fish was next to the page for Steve Rothery. And Fish wrote something like, he wrote, a prat across Steve Rothery's <laughs> face. <laughs> but anyway, so we went to see that. And then the, the big, the big sort see, of See, that's moment. what you call creative tension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big moment 
it came when they did Hammersmith Odin for the for the first time. And it was like this kind of if you'd been a Meridian fan, it was this vindication. It was this right, we right. followed them to this point. But then, uh, you know, I think probably almost as they were being dragged off stage that night, last time they ever did Grendel. You know, they, and the fish Thank sort of pre-announced and said, "We're playing." Twenty minutes. Yeah, I mean, yeah it was it was, it was pre? It was like we're doing it tonight, and that's it. You know, we're not doing it again. Um, I think they were pretty much dragged off there into the studio to do Fugazi because uh, it had right. been a big, big. The tour was a hit. The album was a hit. You know, and back in the day, the answer was, "Well, let's do another one." So your point would be, if you go and see Marillion now, so, so it's the same as seeing Marillion with Fish. It, yeah, because I mean, the Marillion, Marillion with Fish is a kind of nostalgic experience, and it's kind of fun. But then, I suppose the Marillion music that actually means something to me was with Hogarth, and he's done some great stuff with them, mm. and I really, really do genuinely like. Yeah, and, they have um, done some great records. Yeah, and 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 so I would stick with that. If they, the, you know, I don't know if they replaced Hogarth, would it bother? What would bother me is if they got back with Fish, because you know it wouldn't be, you know, I don't know. It just. Are you saying it would only be for the money? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. What do you think they all do it for? Yeah, they do do it. Yeah, they. I kind tell you what, I saw the Hogarth Marillion uh, in London, um, somewhere in London, uh, a few years ago, and uh, I guess ten years ago. It goes fast, doesn't it? And um, they were great, mm. absolutely brilliant. Place was packed, and then for the encore. They did Sugar Mice. Oh, right. right. And there were, honestly, John, there were grown men standing around where I was in tears. Yeah, yeah but I think it's... it's and, I, and, I'm, and I actually went to Mark Kelly not long after that and told him that story and said, you gotta, you gotta. This is the era of classic rock. Do one album, do one tour, do festivals, do something, mm. but you're missing a trick here. And uh, he did take it back to the band, but they had a vote, and the vote was no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's guess who, if the man with a prat written across <laughs> his face in the tour. <laughs> All right. So yeah. okay, a, 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 a deeply, deeply moving end to that discussion, yeah. and very deeply insightful moving, yeah. debate. And if you can send me a million ticket, I will. Go. <laughs> And good, I'm going to say goodbye. And goodbye. goodbye. Thank goodbye. you very much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. How do I stop this, Fern? <laughs> <laughs>